G'day guys and welcome to the Bradley J Driver Experience. I'm your host Bradley Driver. As always, you can call me Brad. Today I'm here with a special guest that I've been really keen to have on. I've been looking forward to this episode. This man right here is what you would say, I guess, the voice of the Illawarra, um, known for having a very charitable and good heart um, and doing a lot of stuff, which we're going to talk about later too. Um, but Mr. Marty Haynes from i98FM, how are you, mate? Hi, Brad. Yes, thanks for having us along. Much, I appreciate uh, you coming. Nah, anytime, anytime. It's, um, it's funny, when I was talking about people that I wanted to have on the show, obviously we're sitting here and presenting, so the idea of having someone like yourself who for so long now has been, in, in my books, and I guess the community's books from what I hear, the top presenter on radio in the area. Um, I remember being a kid and driving in the car and listening to I-98 yeah. and, and hearing your voice. You so made it's me feel funny old, sitting, Brad. I feel yeah. old. <laughs> Well, 18 Mate, years. It's been 18 years. So. 18 years. 18 years here in the, in the Illawarra, in Wollongong, at I-98, yeah. Wow. There's so many things I want to cover today, um, but I guess with every guest I have on, I like to hear, I think stories are powerful, and, and I always say the idea of this podcast is conversation is powerful. Correct. It can change people's lives for the better. I'd love to hear your story and, and tell us, did you grow up in the area and how you, you found yourself in a radio eventually? Well, I didn't actually grow up here. Um, I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney, uh, a place called Dundas, in yep. Dundas Valley. A very housing commission, you yeah. know, it was similar to what we've got here, like a Berkeley or a Warrawong. Yeah, I was a Berkeley boy, so. Yeah, yeah, so, um, but I'm very humbled by that um, and very proud of where yeah. I grew up. I only took my kids, I've got a 20-year-old daughter and an 18-year-old son. It was only about two years ago I took them actually to where I grew up. They hadn't, they had seen it in previous years but they probably didn't register yeah but we were driving past and uh going up the coast and i went that way and um which you can go you know silverwater road and eventually get up onto the pacific highway but i went i said i'm going to show you where i grew up and they were both really shocked yeah they're like you grew up here and i said i didn't know anything better but i built great friendships and it taught me life lessons and 100 i'm very lucky that i i look back now and think you know, everything that I've got, everything I've had to work for, I've had to do it myself. I never had a wealthy mum or dad. Yeah. You know, I grew up with a, a, I'm the youngest of three. I've got a brother who's seven years older than me and a sister who's five years older than me. But yeah, and, okay. and we're still very tight-knit. Yeah. We're still very close. You know, we live our own different lives, but yeah. on our own different ways. But, yeah, that's where I, that's where I grew up for the first, say, 27 years. Uh, yeah. You know, there. I'm a massive Gary. Do you know Gary V? Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. No. Massive, massive media. Um, like, he's a bit of a media mogul. He's all digital, social. Super interesting guy. Like, he's really great yep. to follow. And comes from a, a, an immigrant family that were um, living in New Jersey and he was brought up there. His dad owned a liquor store and they had nothing. And he worked for his dad for the first 34 years, got a wage, but left that business with no equity in it um, and started his own thing. And he talks about it all the time. And it's, it's funny what you said there. Being, I, I was blessed. I had an amazing childhood. Like my family, we were never spoiled, but anything we ever needed was given to us. We always looked after. We played sport. We went away. Just a, an amazing childhood, my sister and I. But Gary talks about sometimes if you're brought up with money, it's hard to go back and learn how to hustle yourself mm. because you, when you go from in the riches to then being in the dirt and having to grow and learn yourself, it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And I think you learn to, you know, you learn to, to, to get every dollar and every cent and you value that. Um, you know, I, I was lucky. Right? I wasn't so much. We didn't come from a rich family, not at all. But we came from a family that was rich in love. Uh, you know, I had yeah. troubles with my dad growing up. My dad was a great sportsman. He played with South Sydney. Oh, wow. Um, he was well known in the football thing but he also he had a love uh, he changed in his later years but early years he just he loved the pub he was that old school yeah. they drank every afternoon at the pub they drank every saturday at the pub and mm. you know and that's one reason why I, i'm not a big uh, drinker is because of that because i missed it i missed out on a lot of that i just wanted my dad to come watch me play footy yeah but you know it was, it was very rare he was yeah. always at the pub and we really grew up under mum and i still to this day they've both passed on now but to this day, yeah. just the strength of her, and it was back in those yeah. days where they stuck, like she stuck by him. Yeah. And and you know, it, quite often we would say as a family, "Mum, leave him, leave him." You know, you need yeah. a better life. He, uh, but he in the his later years, 
He changed a lot. I think my wife, Kylie, changed him a lot to value family values and that and what he was missing out on. Yeah. You know, my brother lives at home at early 17 and gone. He yeah. was taken off. My sister, the same. Um, and, and, you know, but in the later years, I ended up loving him. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a pretty... I learned a lot from that. I took a lot away from that where I went, when I have my kids, I'm going to give them as much time. And I was lucky because of the position I, I was holding doing uh, the shift work, doing early mornings. I could do a lot with them in the afternoon. A lot of mums and dads yeah. can't do that, but I was very lucky I could. And I always said I'd always be there for their, you know, the first day of school, all that sort of stuff, yeah. their dancing, so eh? football. Yeah, it is important. And, you know, like you with your, you know, yeah. your mum and dad, you've got a close relationship. 100%. And I think I, I like that. They're, even though you're their parent, I'm also their, their friend and their confidant, yeah. I suppose, if they've got a problem. And I've always said to my young bloke, only recently we were talking about you know, um, how they think a lot these days. I said, you don't have to come to me, but go to someone who can, you can talk to because you feel better. Yeah. You know, you don't have to lay your problem on me. I, I'd be honoured if you did, but I understand. Yeah. But if you, you know, and, and t- today I, I look back at growing up in Dundas Valley and Dundas and, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of great people came out of there and I'm still very, I'm very proud of where I come from. I'm very proud of where I live now. You know, it is part of my identity. I look at, helping others because that's just how it was you know I I only walked into my house not long ago talking to my kids and I said you know you guys are very lucky because everything that you're in this house you'll get I said see the two chairs over in that corner that's all I got from my mum and dad Hmm. I didn't get any financial help Um, you know they they didn't have anything they lived in a unit in Sydney that I owned yeah so you know when they passed I ended up selling it but It's they're lucky. I mean, you know, 100%. we've all had to work for what we've got. You know, I say to my parents all the time that I would never, for me, it's not about the money or the experiences. Whenever I look back on my childhood, regardless of what their schedules were, they were always at the footy games, they were always there at the school assemblies when you're getting an award. There was always time yes. given, and that's the, that's the best thing ever. You don't remember the gifts. No, you don't remember what you got for your ninth birthday or your tenth birthday. No, true, that's true, um, you're, You just remember them being there on those memorable moments. So I think you hit the nail on the head, and and it's just yeah, you appreciate your life growing up, and it makes you who you are. Yeah, it's an amazing example. And I've been adult. very lucky, especially living in this town. To meet a lot of people who have had great success, but they don't show the success, mm. and I've really learned a lot from that. You just go, wow, you know, I admire. Am I those that have just had a go? Yeah, uh, and the whole thing is, is just having a go. Sometimes things work, sometimes things don't. But yeah, you know, and I found that say with Convoy, with a lot of people that have helped me with Convoy behind the scenes, you look at them and you think, wow, they're wealthy, <laughs> but yeah. they don't ever you, not you, there to flaunt. Oh or... no, they're, they're the opposite. Yeah, you know, they don't drive the flashes car, but you look at them and you think, wow, you've just had a go. You've I've learned a lot from that. Definitely. Particularly in the last say 10, 15 years, it's been real. Bit of a, a great lesson, yeah. yeah. A great lesson to have. Amazing segue there. You just mentioned convoy. Um, it's something I wanted to chat about today. Um, I love charity and charitable charitable causes because, like we said, not everyone's as fortunate, whether that be money or health, uh, as we are. And convoy is something that I think if you say camp quality or you say convoy, people know straight yeah. away in the Illawarra what that means to the community. For you, what does it mean? And tell us how that began. Because you've been a huge part of that now. Yeah, just one of many, I suppose. I look at it. Uh, it started back when I was working and doing a, a breakfast program in Canberra, doing recce radio, and a little boy called Ryan Skeynes, he was probably about three or four, I think, he rang me one day on the radio and asked me would I ride a horse from Queen Bean into Canberra. And that was probably like say, Shell Harbour into Wollongong or, or yeah. Thoreau into Wollongong. And um, I went, yeah, I'll do that. And I was with the New South Wales Police Force. They were, yeah, they okay. were, were going to do it. I said, yeah, I'll do that. And it was for a, a, a charity down there called uh, ACT Eden Monero Cancer Support Group. And this one lady, her name is Yvonne Kushkiri. His, she had set up uh, in the backyard in a garage to help those that had kids with cancer make their lives a little bit better paying you know bills and you know pharmacy bills and all that sort of stuff so they do all these barbecues and 
So I thought, yeah, okay, I'll help. But when I met this little boy, I thought he just had a love of trucks and bikes. And I thought, how can I help this organisation, yeah. this little organisation, uh, and help little Ryan? So I knew a couple of the trucking guys and I just said, if we put a couple of trucks together, would you reckon ran from Queen, Canberra across to Queanbeyan and you had to pay to enter a truck or a bike? And that's how it started. And I met, I met this little boy, Ryan, and I yeah, became very close to him because at that stage, Kylie Ann and I had no children. Yeah. And um, Ryan was told he had a, a cancer of the nervous system and um, it came back to get him again and eventually it did. His doctor said that he wouldn't survive to the age of seven. Well, he beat that and he passed away a week later. So wow. he got through that little challenge. And great kid, and he had a massive effect on me. He still does to the day. Yeah, of course. Still have a photograph of him that was only taken about three weeks prior to his death um, and uh, of me and him and Kylie. And it's still on my bedside table and my kids know, you know yeah. what Ryan was about. For me, I, I know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a massive believer, but, but I do believe that his soul went to my daughter. Yeah. I, somehow, I don't know, just the... way the universe works, right? I, I suppose, yeah. I've got a great relationship with both my kids. But when I look at that, and then uh, Convoy worked fairly well and, and still does to the day, still runs in, in Canberra. But when I got the chance to come and work at the, the Wind Network for I-98, um, it took me two years. I sat, I used to sit at the top of... Mount Oosley sometimes thinking, how many trucks? There's a lot of trucks here. Yeah. I never told anyone my plan, and but my plan was to help. I thought, yeah. I could do this here for Ryan's legacy and other kids in the area. Yeah. And then I approached Ann Tanks, who was the manager for Camp Quality at the stage, Camp Quality Illawarra, and I said to her, listen, I've got this idea about a truck convoy with bikes, and she thought I was mad. I said, if we can raise 20,000, that'd be great. Would 20,000 be fine? And she went, fantastic. And then I started to speak to a couple of people that came on board and I went to the radio station. I was with, working with Erica Hodge at that yeah. stage. Eck. That's the first, first duo I can remember. Yeah, a great girl, actually, and still very close to me. And, and um, she jumped on board and went, yep, yeah, let's do this. And that's how it really started here. And I um, helped, had a help of another guy called Norm Reese, who is yeah. a, you know, one of the big bosses of the New South Wales Ambulance Service here, yeah. Norm. And uh, Norm came on board as a helper and, you know, he's been with us for a long, long time. He stepped back a little bit now because, you know, it's just become such a juggernaut, yeah, you know, has. and he, he, he did his bit, he, you know, he did a lot for us. So, And then just to, I started asking a few of the truck drivers. So we started off with uh, 208 trucks and then 100 and, uh, I think 101 motorbikes. That was the first year in 2005. We raised 52,000. We thought, oh, we've got something here. This is going to work. Yeah. I think this will work. And then it's grown to like, last year in 15 years, 16.1 million. Wow. Um, and, and we changed direction too. We went, we walked, we moved away from Camp Quality. Camp yeah. Quality did a great job and still do. But I, the whole focus was to, when we raised the money, the money stood, stayed here in our community yeah. to help our kids. Yeah. And I said this to Camp Quality, if you set it up all around Australia, it'll work everywhere. And, yeah. But I just... Yeah, if I'm saying to you, you're giving me five dollars or a hundred thousand, and you want to help someone who's very local because you yeah. relate to them. And you, in a place like Wollongong, such a small, oh. small city or town, you'd even call it, everyone knows everyone. And exactly right. And then my wife actually said to me, "You should make a foundation where you have full control of where the money goes." So I sat down with the CEO and a couple of the trucking guys, the CEO of the Wind Network, and said, "How about if we went to a a foundation, so we ended up calling it the Illawarra Community Foundation, where we have control of where the money goes. We still look after camp quality here yep. in the in the uh, in the Illawarra, and then we'll be able to you know, uh, submit and bring out the funds to those that are in need. And so we went to camp quality and we did an audit to find out how much they actually would spend here. Yeah, and then uh, eventually they just they they didn't want to do it that way. You know, I suppose you know, they're trying to raise money too for someone in Brisbane and Perth. And we just said, well, we'll still look after you, but if you want to choose to walk away, that's fine. And which they yeah. did. And wish them all the best. And then we've been able to do what we do here because we're spending it on like our local community. Yeah. You know, 100%. we've put a bit of pumped, up, you know, 1.2 million recently into the children's ward, which was back in its day 20 years ago. Yeah. Was a big thing to make it 
uh, new and it did and then well it's become old yeah it's you know we've got more kids that live in our region 100%. so we've paid for you know the ronald mcdonald house we paid for that yeah we paid for that to be built the kitchen everything done to help the parents and then all sorts of things we've yeah and that that'll hopefully keep on you know on going over the next few years if it succeeds i think it still will i think it will it's the, the thing that shocks me about it every year is how it just continues to grow, not just in the numbers that, that are raised for charity or the amount of trucks, but to see how engaged the community is. In an, mm. I don't think there's an event, and dare I say, I don't think there's ever been an event locally that the whole community has gotten around as much as they've gotten around Convoy. Oh, yeah, and you're right, Brad. I mean, you look at it and it, it blows me away. We, we pay one wage out of the whole system only yeah. one person is actually paid to run convoy and Mark does a great job and the rest of us are all volunteers so you know we've got our office down at Albion Park Rail on the highway well someone owns that building gives it to us like yeah. that could be rented out yeah. yeah that's a building that's a business but no that's your office so yeah. we go in and then everyone that works in there are all volunteers that's what I love about it but they hey. do it because they know they're making a difference whether yeah. they do one hour a week to some of them are there all the time. They just go in there because it's a great environment. Everyone's in a good mood. Everyone knows that whatever we're raising money for is actually going back into our community you know, uh, to help. Like we even paid for the cancer carers recently. Yeah. Gave them a big uh, funding money for, you know, for them to drive around in a car to pick up a cancer patient yeah. to take them to the hospital. Because not everyone, you know, has if there's you and a couple, you're a couple, one of them has to go to work while the other one's sick. So we can yeah. help that by alleviating that bit of pain. Whether we can take the patient to, which they do, this is, but they need funding, so we can fund that. Yeah, and yeah, you know, just just little things. It's and it's. I think you just touched on it there. The energy that everyone has in that office. Yeah, we we're talking about it just before we kicked off the show. Um, to the two weeks that I spent in hospital last year, I'm, I'm very healthy. I've got some minor issues that I overcome. They're fine. It's almost two of the most appreciative weeks of my life every time I, I go into hospital because the perspective is huge. You meet these kids, and I still remember there's one kid I'll never forget. I was nine years old, I think, ten years old, in Sydney Children's Hospital, and he had leukaemia, and his name was Chrisman. And I still remember his, his family weren't able to be around much, so my parents used to feed him and, and make sure he was looked after. And we used to hang out in the hospital. And he was the most happy, energetic kid, despite everything that was going wrong in his life. And I, there's so many of them like that. Oh, heaps. It blows my mind how heaps. at that age you can be so tested and still wake up with a smile on your face. Like, it's, it's so inspiring. And you're right. We, I mean, we have so many families that are like that. They're, you know, some of them want to be very quiet and don't want any hoo-ha around yeah. funding, and we fully appreciate that. And others are great. They come out and tell their story. Like, you know, and you and I have discussed, everyone's got a story. And, you know, there's one particular girl that's been with us since Camp Quality Days and still with us, Keely Payne. Now, Keely's... Uh, in uh, 23, 24, she's had 35 operations on her brain, on her head, on her brain. Uh, she's lost a sight. Um, but whenever you speak to Keely, you'll say, "Oh, hi, Keels. How are you? Oh, I'm great, mate. How are you?" And thinking, "Wow, she's got yeah. this great, positive. It's infectious isn't energy. It? it is infectious. And um, that's what happens when you go into that convoy office. And you know, we, it drove a lot of people. We, we were sad that we lost one of our volunteers. Late last year, she had breast cancer, and uh, Danielle was 39 with two kids, a, a little, two little boys, one eight yeah. and one six. But she gave her bit for convoy because she knew just why what she did. She did a lot of the um, uh, data. She looked after okay, the yeah. data side, bringing our trucks registering. She'd sit in a room in a computer. She was sick, yeah. but she just did it because she knew she was making a difference. Yeah, and it was like, and when she passed. It was, you know, it, I told, um, we had a bit of a volunteers, the real tight group. I, I pulled them together and told them that Danielle had passed. They were, you know, they were all gutted, gutted. But with Convoy, we were able to pay for that funeral. Like, you know, yeah. and we've paid for quite a few funerals for the sick kids. And, you know, 
we wanted to do that as well to say thank you to Danielle and, yeah, and look after her husband and her, her two boys. And that's just one of the many stories that, that, that make you turn up and do it. Like the lead up to Convoy, I never had a day off in 10 weeks. I worked every day for 10 weeks straight. Yeah. And that was all convoy. So I'd get up at four in the morning and I'd be home at seven, seven thirty at night nearly every wow. day. So I'd go I'd leave work at ten o'clock, go to the convoy office, stay there, do all the running around that we needed to do, and then yeah. finish because I thought the volunteers there have got to be there. Yeah, of course. They're helping. Yeah. You know, and the, and so I'd do that. And then Saturdays we'd be open, we'd be open Sundays. But I did it because I always walked out of there smiling and I just yeah. knew that my mum and dad, who you know, were up there somewhere, would be very proud of me doing that. 100%. And also teaches my kids. That's one of the big things. When, um, when I got my Order of Australia medal, I went to Government House. You can, and it's probably one thing I felt really guilty about. Could only invite three people. One, I wanted to invite my mum, but I couldn't because I wanted my two kids there, yeah. and Kylie, my wife, of course. And I wanted my two kids there because I wanted my two kids to get something out of it. Yeah. I didn't care what. I just wanted them to get something out of it. But I just wanted to teach them to say, well, give back. It's not all about you. It's just... A hundred percent. Give If you can. It can be something very small. But just to help someone, Yeah. always, you get a lot out of it. You know, you don't... You do. Not for a monetary thing, as you said before. Not about monetary thing. It's what you experience. And they do get a lot out of it. Like I, I even know more so now. They look as they get older as well. Like they start to appreciate, appreciate it more. You don't need to have the best and flashiest car or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're all same. Like we're 100%. all same in a way. We've just got our own little glitches in life, and and convoy is such a great thing in the township. That, you know, the, the whole area has just grabbed it, and they believe in it, and I think that's why it's been such a success. Definitely. You know, and without the community, without volunteers, and the help of everyone that uh, donates, doesn't matter. I said two dollars into the a bu- bucket that's got convoy written on it to you know five hundred thousand we saw for for lead truck like that's yeah. just we're all coming Every together as one. It sure does. It's it's very similar with the bushfires. Yep. The the way that's the one thing that you know for all the differences in opinions we can have, um, the differences in what government you follow or what you love or what you believe in or whatever it is. The one thing I love about the Illawarra and and about Australia as a whole. When it all goes to shit, everyone comes together. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and we know that you notice that with yeah. that. And, and especially in this town, yeah, this town, they like... They, so, they, so generous. Yeah, they are. They, they, everyone loves to help and you get something out of it. Well, I hope people get something out of it. I mean, it'll come a day where, you know, I certainly said two years ago, that's it for me, I've, no more, I've had enough. Like, I've just... But then uh, one of my real close mates who's uh, part of the... the, the team he just said how can we not like how can yeah. we not do it and you think yeah yeah I know and when you drive down that mountain you see the amount of people on the side of the street and you just think oh, this is great I, I get a lot I get a kick out of definitely doing it you know yeah yeah it's worth doing it yeah. and you think I've got nothing to worry about and nothing to worry about there's others out there we're helping that yeah they've got problems and we can help them and this is a great show of of a community spirit to come together and you know, do what we do on that third Sunday every year in November, 15th yeah. this year, just thought I'd tell you. 100%. I was actually going to ask at the end of the show, so I'm glad you said it. Um, that's amazing. And I want, I want to go back to radio. So tell me, as like I said, you've it's been a while now that you've been yeah. on the radio. and I never started off in radio. That's what I was going to ask. Because I started off, I left school in year 10 and did a cinematography course because I want to be a cameraman, mm. which I did. I completed and did. And yep. And then I worked at Channel 9 for about 12 years as a cameraman. Okay. Did everything from 60 Minutes to Current Affair to Wild World of Sport to Today's Show to whatever they you, yeah, you, cool. you did. And then I went and worked for Graham Kennedy for two years, the king yeah, of TV. Okay. I went and worked for him um, for two years, which was uh, a great lesson. One, again, another man who was you know, very, very wealthy but never showed it. I learned a lot of lessons yeah, you do. off him because I had a big fallout with my dad over alcohol, you know, and I never spoke to my dad for a long, long time and he made me go back and repair that friendship. You'd appreciate that, right? And I was like, you know, I, I still to the day, um, yeah, <coughs> thank him for what he was. And 
even though he was you know, the king of TV, he was away from the camera. He just didn't, didn't want to be known, didn't want to be recognised. Yeah. Uh, I learnt a lot from that too, just watching, just watching him. I, mean, I was lucky enough to work with some of the biggest names in TV and watch how they handled it. Some handled it very gracefully and very good and I, I really liked that how they did it. Yeah. Others, of course, you know, they'd, they'd loved the limelight and they loved yeah. the... And, and some people love it, some people don't. I'm not a big fan of it, to yeah. be honest with you. I just like to be... I'm Marty, I live at Bulleye, I... You know, this yeah. is just a job. To me, you it's a job. Life and and then I, I ended up... So I used to do a fair few character voices at night, just mucking around. And then I uh, met a guy called Mike Hammond, um, who's on 2WS at Sydney at the moment, but he was at Today FM. Yeah. And then I went, oh, I'd love to go and have a look at radio. So I went in and did one of the character voices, and then that's where it started. I used to yeah, go right and do on. it once a week, this character voice. And, um, and then that's how, yeah, I, I started doing a little bit at Today FM. And then I thought, oh, I want a bit of a change. I want to do something else. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't go any further with me camera career I could still do it you know I was at the highest level and yeah exactly because you were all graded and so I was a senior cameraman when I left and I thought oh I'll go and do something else and I freelance and I did that for a long time so I'd work on weekends doing my camera shoots yeah whether it was a tv commercial or whatever it was um and or doing stuff for, back for nine for wild water sport cricket whatever football and then I um ended up working at today for full time then and then I eventually I ended up in Canberra doing breakfast radio, yeah. and then I came here, they offered me a job, they were looking for me and Erica to come to yeah. Wollongong. So I came up first because Erica was still had six months left on a contract. So she was with you at Canberra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were together four years there, I think. Okay, cool. And then we, I came up and we came up and um, she just wanted a total change from radio, so she yeah. moved away, still in the, in the game but in the background. She's a uh, big boss of one of the, well, the number one station in Perth now but she just had enough she just didn't want to be on the face yeah she just didn't want to do it doesn't bother me i don't really care if someone doesn't like you well it doesn't bother i'm not phased by it yeah but um probably more so nowadays people say judgmental <laughs> people you know especially on facebook and instagram and thinking oh really that's like, i was reading a thing this morning i don't know if you do you follow the ufc sometimes and i'm not right into it but. israel adesanya the um the middleweight champ kiwi guy quite a character and unbelievable fighter so skillful and had a massive rise through the ranks has beaten a lot of top guys and um currently sits undefeated as the champion there and he just won new zealand sportsman of the year and in his speech it went a little bit nuts on social media he's talking about tall poppy syndrome oh yeah and and how people love to to really chop down someone who's doing well and if they're happy they can see that Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that are unhappy in their own lives. Well, and I think that's 99% of the people that write aren't happy with themselves. 100%. And, and I, it's I, almost self-reflection, if anything. Well, it is. It is. And I, I look at someone, I think, okay, you return the role or reverse the role. Sorry, not return. Reverse the role. Would you like to be written something like that to you? 100%. I don't think you would. Like, really, don't comment. If you don't like the person. Yeah. And it's how often have we gone and you've, you've judged someone straight away which we're very quick to do sometimes and then you end up meeting them and you go what a really good person yeah like that person is really nice 100 percent. you know like um yeah like, and so many people are very quick to judge yeah and i i sometimes and that's the only thing i hate about it not that i get you know because I, I don't put myself out there too much yeah. To, to do that because I'd respond pretty quickly I think but sometimes you get it and I, I wear it yeah you know, someone like Marge you know and yeah. I, God love him couldn't meet a nicer bloke yeah like he's such a nice guy but he gets hammered with that sort of stuff but he puts himself out there a little bit yeah but he just does it because you've got to have a thick skin to do it oh yeah I you, think you've got to be I think you've got to be confident enough that you've been true in yourself well I, I remember talking to Wayne Bennett about this particular story years ago when he was here coaching the Dragons, and we were having a real good chat because I said, how do you cope yeah. with all the negativity? Like, how do you cope? Like, and I think at that stage, one of the players was getting smashed, you know, on social media. And he goes, well, you just got to learn, just blot it out. He said, at the end of the day, if those around you in your inner circle agree and are accepting and, and, and back what you do, that's the most important thing. 100%. Someone walking down the street you don't know 
who's going to comment and say, well, Wayne Bennett's a prime example. Everyone thinks he's this, but he's the totally opposite. He's yeah. one of the most caring humans you could ever walk past. And if he sat here now, he'd want to know, don't interview me, I'll interview you. He'll yeah. want to know more about you as a person than anything else. And he's got the most wicked sense of humour. He's so funny. Yeah. You know? And Which you, you wouldn't pick just no, looking no, no. at he, what's shown. And I think that's, that's one of the real issues with perception. Of course. Is it's, it's so easy to... <clears throat> I think the older generation's probably more guilty of... I know, like, my grandparents will call me. Nan called me the other week. Don't get on the trains. Coronavirus is everywhere. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm not catching the train this week, now, but I reckon I'll be sweet. Um, but they tend to believe what they see because yeah. for them, that's their only exposure. And for a lot of people, the media is their only exposure. And it's true. And I always say, you know, I work for a great company. That's why the likes of myself and Crammy have been there for a long time. Marge has been there for a long yeah. time. A lot of people behind the scenes have been there for a long time. We work for a great company. Yeah. Like they're a family company. So important. Very supportive. Um, you know, it's and and they believe in what you do. Like, uh, it's it's great. I always say, at the end of the day, Brad, it's a job. If it finishes tomorrow, they tap me on the shoulder and said, "Yeah, you're out," which happens in our business a lot because it's to do with ratings and we survive off that. And it's you know because it's a business. I got no problem with that. I okay, okay. I've had a great journey. It's time yeah. to do something else. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Move on. That's life, isn't it? It's how you get on the horse and start riding. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's, yeah, it's, you've got to accept it. Sometimes, you know, you've got to be able to tell your kids or whatever that you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Yeah. So, you know, I always say, um, to, like I, you know, I say to my young bloke who's 18 now, but he made a rep side one year and then the next year he thought he was going to waltz into the rep side and he didn't make it. And I remember sitting in a car with him in Yass because that's yeah. where he had to go and um, to, 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 you know, to try and get into this rep site. And he sat there and he got upset. He was emotionally upset. And I, did, I let him go. I didn't say anything. And then I just said, it hurts, doesn't it? And he went, yeah, Dad, it does. I said, do you, do you think you're a shoo-in? He goes, yeah, I did. I said, no, never think that. Yeah. Said, Once you're in the side, you've got to work harder to stay in the side. And I said, but don't forget it. I said, the likes of, and I, I just mentioned Trent Merrin at the time. So look at someone like Trent Merrin. I mean, he's playing state of origin, playing for his country, and then all of a sudden he's not playing anymore. They're not picking him. They're not even looking at him. His name's not there. He never gives up. And then two, three years later, he's back in that state of origin side Yeah. because he's had a go. He's thought about it. He thought, how do I get better? How do I work? And you know, he might have kept it to himself or whatever. I said, you look at someone like that. And anyway, Jackson, of course, never gave up. And... You know, he had good coaches around him too and he had great players around him. That You know, they were a great team, magnificent team. And now, you know, I look at him now and say, well, okay, you're the captain of the under-19s Australian Oztag side. You only yeah. got that. You didn't get that because of me or your mum or your sister or your uncle and auntie. You got that because you knew yeah. what it was like to miss out, but you've worked extremely hard yeah. and shown people that you're going to and you want to get there. I said, and that's good. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I, said, I think it's why we all love an underdog story, right? Well, of course Because you do. we've all experienced losing at some point. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's hard to take when you've not experienced it. I used to be a good runner growing up. I remember the first time I lost. <laughs> I did, didn't know what to feel. Because you're so used to, to winning all the time. But then I remember leaving there thinking, I don't like that feeling. I'm going to do everything to know that next time, if I lose, I lost putting in 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, there's a quote that I love and it's like, if you're scared of losing, you've already lost. You're yeah, going to lose point. at some point in your life. Of course you are. Um, and I think quite often the fear of, of being beaten stops you from doing things that you're attracted to or, or want to achieve. Um, mm. For me with this, there's an element of fear that, you know, on the other side of it, everyone would go, what's this guy doing? This is garbage. But I've been so lucky that if I didn't put myself out there because I, mm. I was worried... I've had an amazing response from the first, especially well, from the good. community. And that's when you, you just got to put yourself yeah. out there. You can't be scared of losing. You just got to have a crack. We and spoke it, about it before. And you do. And everyone has a story. Whether yeah, you've got a story, I've got a story. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, Joe Blow walking down the street's got a story. Everyone, yeah. whether they've you know, failed, they've, they've won at certain things. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, you know, we go for jobs and sometimes you miss out. Go, okay, well, it wasn't the right one. And... 
I've said to, also to my daughter with certain things that she's gone for, and so it's not your turn. It's not your you, turn. You just learn, don't you? You think, okay, don't give up. Yeah. Think, okay, well, I'll have that in my dream and think about it. And, yeah. And like I said, I've been very lucky here. I've worked with some great, and I work with great people. You know, I work with a great team around me that I always said, um, when I've, you know, when, especially the, the last team that we've had with myself, Crammy, and Christy, and I said, if you don't accept each other's faults, you know, I, I will want to do the show a certain way. Crammy will want to do the show a certain yeah. way, and Christy will probably want to do the show. But certain things when we sit around and talk about when we plan the show and what we're going to do, if Crammy's passionate about something, well, I'll back you. Yeah. You know, you'll get my full support. Where if I go fight against him, well, it's never going to work. 100%. It's never going to work. And I said, if you believe in it, mate, you do it. And, you know, certain things that I do, I want to concentrate on a certain subject. Well, we, we do that. And that's, I think, why for us it works so well and we can rate so well. But at the end of the day, I just say it's just a job. It's another job. But it's just probably got a bit more profile yeah. behind it. And so tell me, like, for you sitting behind the mic every morning, Monday to Friday, isn't it? Yeah, I just work Monday to Friday, yeah. What, what do you love about it? Is it that connection? And, and tell me... I love because I work four hours a day. That's, ama- that's amazing. <laughs> no, no, There's no, a lot more work no, that goes in behind the scenes, that, yeah. No, no. There's a lot of work. Oh, I don't know. I, um, you know what? I, I, I can't... I've been asked that question quite a bit. I do enjoy the job. And like I said, I, I enjoy... Um, when you work for a great company, it, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. You want to go to work and you know you've got full support or... Um, I don't know. I don't know why... It just if, feels right. I must admit, if I, if I had to... You know, I start... We get in the office at 5am. I'm out of there by 10. 10, yeah. 10.30 I might leave. Sometimes I might stay till midday. Very rare. I like to get out. Because that's... You, go, you want to get out and watch what your listeners are doing. Yeah, You're stuck in an office. I'm not going to... And then by the time... The way you used to prep a show has changed dramatically because of the way social media is and the internet. So you're not having one news bulletin a day that was at six o'clock, you know, wind news is at six and that's all you've yeah. got. Now there's news and there's news updates. Because it breaks first on the phone before it breaks on the So by the time we get back on here, everyone's heard it 30,000 yeah. times and yeah. it's boring. Yeah. So what I tend, we tend to do our research probably before I go to bed, I just have a look at the internet, see what's going on or you know, what's filtering, what's making us... Yeah, might shoot a message to ourselves. We've got our own yeah, little message. Oh, to Hannah, our producer, can you just look at this tomorrow morning? Remind me of this or yeah. whatever, you know. Or, yeah, Crammy might throw a, hey, guys, remember, remind me of this. Yeah. So, yeah, but I love it because, I don't know, I suppose you make a little bit of a difference. I put a smile on someone's face. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I don't try and be funny. I just do it as a job. That's Being just me. Yourself. I like talking to people, you know. I've got... I, I like it. I, I, you like it too. You know? Yeah. I, I enjoy people's company. I, but then again, I also like my own time. Like when I go trucking and I go away, I got a trip coming up in a couple of weeks. We go to the middle of Victoria, yeah. where I'll sit in the cabin of that truck for ten hours. That's a drive, but I love it. I'm in yeah. my own world. No one's bothering me. Yeah. I'm just. You need your own time. And I'm away with mates. And then again, I love going to my little caravan with my wife and my yeah. kids. And we have a ball. You know, I go down the, there. The Carberries just... speak very highly of you too. Oh, do the Carberries? So, yeah, the Carberries. Godparents of ours. Yeah, great people. Great people. Yeah, we're chatting. The and you know week. what? As soon as that boom gate goes into that caravan park, no one cares what you do, how 100%. much you earn, what you drive. No one cares. You're all on a level playing field, and I love that. Yeah. I really love that. I just love that. <coughs> and once again, I admire people that have had great success. It doesn't matter what they do. They could have success money, or they can have success with doing what they love doing. You, know, you might be a bricklayer, but you love laying bricks. And Happiness is the I key. I said, good on you. That's great to see. I really admire that. You know? 100%. One thing that I I love looking back on, I think if you look at radio um, as a subtopic, obviously you've got little parts of those morning shows that happen. One thing that I always enjoyed were the crazy calls. Oh, yeah. Is there a highlight one looking back? And, and if you haven't heard the crazy calls or understood what they are, um, basically prank call um, yeah, you ring on, someone. on the radio. Can't do it. You can't do it as much these days because everyone with your phone, the number pops up. Yeah. So if I was to do one on you, Brad, and I miss the, you missed the call, 
Then they call back to the radio station. The on-air announcer who's on in might pick it up and go, oh, 98. Yeah, I, got, I had to be... It, it's a lot harder to do. And with all the drama that happened with the, the, the nurse overseas, with that prank call... You know, I would have yeah. done the prank call myself too. Exactly the same thing yeah. what those young guys ha- had done. Um, they were crucified over that, which I thought was very... It was wrong, but um, that was just how it was. That was life, I suppose. And um, I... I yeah, I loved doing them. I, I still got every one of them. I still save. I've saved every yeah. one of them. I did. I released two crazy call albums in Canberra, which that had was, great success. Yeah, did really well out of that. It was was good to do that. Um, and it's funny, my daughter only listened to uh, a couple the other day because she went, "What did you do this?" Yeah, and yeah. she laughed. There were some great ones. You know, I still remember the, the the story circulates the friend group of the car is my old man and um, Daryl Fritz. Oh, Daryl Fritz, yeah, who owns F45, a bulleye and Coromel. Now, he had this slushy machine, so I rang him to say that the kids at the school, they used to go into schools, I think, the slushy machines. Yeah. So I rang him saying that kids had been taken, rushed to hospital because of whatever was in the slushy machine. And all he could come back with was, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I couldn't hear how many times he said, oh, He's my God. He's the nicest bloke. Great bloke. Fritzy played with the Steelers yeah. and a great footballer in his day. Champion bloke. But I just absolutely... Not, that was a funny one. That was a, yeah. a, a, a great one. I, there were so many... It's hard to really pinpoint one. Um, yeah. Like, but there were some really good ones. Like, you know, one was a, a guy I worked with was built, re- renovating, and I got his wife. And uh, she said, oh, what are you doing in the house? I said, oh, Dave has given me the key. And um, they had a pussycat. And I kept, I was yelling at the cat to get back inside. But she was talking off, this guy's yelling at my cat. This is the way, because I keep yelling at pussy. Pussy! Screaming at the top of her voice. But just her reaction to yeah. me screaming at her cat. Yeah. That she was not impressed with. But there was, you know, I had a bloke here in Wollongong. He was importing uh, parts for a car he had. Yeah. And I got him. I, I, I rang and they said, he's just left the office. And I went, oh, no. I said, okay, what's he wearing? And they said, oh, he's wearing this. I said, tell me what he's wearing. And they told me the, what he'd had yeah. on, dark blue shirt with jeans, blah, blah, blah. I said, where is he? So I was around in um, uh, Kira Street. I went, okay, no worries. So I've rung and I said, I'm a, you know, I'm a police officer. Personally, police officers, you can't do these days. So I rang, and he goes, what? And I said, you in Kira Street? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, we're watching you. I didn't know. And I go, are you wearing the blue shirt? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah. So get out on your knees. I said, because we've got cars, we're about to come in. We wanna, I want to set the place. And he did, he got down on his knees. But his other mates around him knew what was going on, yeah. knew it was me. Yeah. So he's down on his knees, put your hand in the air. I had him doing everything I asked him to do. It was hilarious. His reaction was was great. Like, it's, it's the reaction that... And I got done too. Yeah. My wife got me just before I got married. Yeah. She nailed me absolutely big time. And so, yeah, they were funny. How did, how did to that the, taste? She, well, she got me... Um, she's planted because Kylie lived in Sydney and I lived in Canberra, so I commute home on weekends. And then she just said to me one day, oh, I bumped into Lee, which is my ex-partner. I went, oh, how's she going? What's she doing? She's, oh, yeah, she's pretty good. And um, it left it at that, right? And then... I didn't think any more of it. And then she rang me this day to get me on a crazy call, of course. And I've gone through it. Hey, what's going on? And, and they're recording at Triple M in Sydney, right? And I'm in the radio station, sister radio station yeah. in Canberra. And then she says, oh. I said, what are you up to? She says, oh, no, not in a good mood, blah, blah, blah. Eventually she came and said, oh, I bumped into Lee today. And I was supposed to go there for two weeks holiday. Yeah. She says, oh, Lee told me that she can't catch up for dinner, lunch next week. I was like, what? So I've never spoken, I haven't spoken to her for years. So you can imagine me, I'm back paddling. I'm like a lobster, I go woo, woo, woo. And she was into me, into me. Yeah. And then I got started getting aggressive because I, I wasn't going to back down. And then it was then she told me, you know, it was all a joke. And I threw the phone, I got the phone, I just threw it. <laughs> and then I turned around and everyone at the radio station was watching. Oh. Yeah, that, was good, you know, so that was their wedding present. Yeah, wow. But they, they were good, they were good at the time. I. I we were only talking the other day, just having a chat in our office, and someone said, why don't you bring her back? Why don't you bring her back? Just re- reply, but, yeah, a lot of loopholes you've got to go through these days. It's hard now, isn't it? 
It's yeah. so hard not to touch it. It's just you touch that one nerve. I oh, know. And yet, you know, we would never, I would never put one to air if the person said no. Because yeah. you have to ask permission. And so if I could do one on you and you said, no, I'm not feel comfortable with it, I would never. I'd keep it. I yeah. would never. Never air. Never air. And then they'd ring you three days later and go, oh, can I get a copy? And I'd go, uh-uh. Not until that goes to air. Yeah. I'm not letting that go. No way. Yeah. Right? Until that goes to air. And they go, yeah, let it go. Yeah. So you play it and then you give them a copy, of course. Yeah. But then others said, no, I don't want to play it. So I would not, I wouldn't play it for the, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that to embarrass them. Some stuff, you know, some people would like that sort of sense of humour. Yeah. Others don't. But it was a big hit. It was a big hit in this town. Oh, definitely. And it was massive in Canberra. Yeah. And they do it all over. They were doing it everywhere, you know. Yeah. Just your take on it. But it was my my style and how I did it. And my wife would laugh because she'd remember me go, you went through four different languages during that crazy call because I'd turn the mic off and start laughing. Yeah. So and I was into them when they're firing up, I'd turn the mic around and start laughing. Yeah, you'd have to. Like, shit, what voice was I in? I couldn't remember what voice it was in. I started off in Indian, I'd end up in Vietnamese voice. I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. You know who toes the line? Majorly toes the line? Ricky Gervais. Yeah, 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 he does. And it's funny, I think with comedy... I enjoy it. Oh, so do I. With comedy, you can get away with it. Yeah. You really can get away with... It's not with... as communal, is it? No. And it's not, and they don't care. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of broadcasters in Australia that they'll, they'll just have a crack at that. Yeah. But they're known to do it, so they just let go. Mm. They let go. And he yeah. is good with that sort of stuff. He's funny. So funny. I yeah. think he's a listener of the show, so... Oh, he's watching now. Hey, Riggy. Cheers, yeah. big fella. Yeah. Um, no, amazing. So is there anything, like for you looking on to 2020, we're, we're two months into the year, is there anything for you that you wanted to achieve this year that, you know, like I, I sat down at the start of the year and for me this year was about authenticity and everything I've done. I think that's so important and I just want to be happy and healthy this year. Is there anything for you you sat down at the start of the year? You know, I think because you're you are a personality in the community. Sometimes people forget you're a human too. Oh, yeah, um, yeah more, probably more a human. You're right, that's true. And I never look at myself as that yeah. celebrity or personality or... You're it extremely humble. It's funny when people go, oh, I miss Dilla or whatever. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't yeah. actually like it. I think, no, I'm not. I'm just Marty. Yeah. I just work. This is my job. This is what I, you know... And I say to some people, oh, yeah, oh, how long have you got left? Oh, hold on, we'll ask that someone in the steelworks has been there for 30-odd years. I've only been there 18. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. a job, and you can't please everyone. Like, not everyone would drink water. Some might like a beer or, yeah. you know, you like wearing those sort of jeans. And No, I don't like... But, you see, you're not going to please everyone. That's it. Um, yeah, we just try and you know, be down the road and hopefully please as many as we can because at the end of the day... We survive on ratings, and if they you know, they survey a thousand people out of four hundred thousand that live in this region, that's only that's that's determines your career. Like it's yeah. that's it. That's how it works. So for this year, I, I, I don't know. I, I've got a couple of things happening outside of work um, that I've got to focus on, which is all personal stuff, not another job or anything, you know. Yeah. So um, that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, my wife's away a lot with her business, so she travels a lot. But uh, I support that fully because, you know, I mean, the kid's now at an age where young blokes start an apprenticeship yeah. as a carpenter and my daughter works. She's got a nice job in Sydney. and But they all come back, or she comes back weekends. Uh, so does my wife. She's normally gone away most of the week. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what I've got planned. I, I suppose I'm not going to do as many... Um, like, I don't, I don't do the Dragons emceeing grand announcing yeah. anymore. I just wanted a bit of time to myself. Yeah, you, you know, need it. It's important. Yeah, it is. And I just wanted to... It's time for someone else to take over the reins and have a go at that. I actually like my weekends now. I, do, I enjoy... Because, you know, I would be working one night of the week, whether it was Friday or Saturday or Sunday. I try not to do as much anymore. Depends, I just yeah. I just want a bit of downtime. Yeah. You know, I like playing me touch football on a Sunday morning with a group a of mates. A couple of goose steps in there? Or yeah, I don't know about that. And once I make a break, I start looking for someone yeah. to support me. I'm not fast. But I look at stuff like that and think, okay, I still do hosting jobs, but I, I, this year is just, I don't know, I wouldn't say pull back. I'm, I'm enjoying life. I love where I live. Um, yeah. It's, and I, you know, I've got a good group of people around me that 
support me and yeah. you know, I love watching the kids grow up that uh, that means a lot just watching them and how they're going as uh, you know I'm a very proud dad and I know Kylie's very proud as well I'm proud of what she does you know she's she works in a very tough industry what does she do she works in events so she runs a lot of events sporting events yeah okay so she looks after a lot of the NRL stuff you know Good. grand final and state of origin and she's doing the cricket does all the cricket yeah, wow that'd be an exciting job yeah yeah, yeah. it is exciting it's, on, it's but... oh it's massive massive hours like before yeah. the grand final she'll work an average 100 hours a week in september yeah, to get it all together yeah it's big it's, but she works with a great team too yeah you know she's got a great group of people around her and she's got an incredible mind she just thinks outside the box yeah She's just that sort, and just a worker. She just works, but she travels the world doing it. You know, she was in Singapore Amazing. recently for Brazil soccer. You know, for a Brazil oh, game against. Well, they played a friendly. That's unbelievable. So they employed her to go over and run it, make sure everything works, and yeah, wow. Yeah, she puts it all together. She loves it. So uh, yeah, so it's all good. It's all life's going very good. I'm very blessed and. Hundred percent. I look at. It's funny you said you said some of the gigs that you host. The, actually, the first time that I met you was i don't even know if you'd remember it would have been 2017 maybe 2016 2017 i competed in the novice auctioneer competition oh yes you did yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 and um jake mckenzie yes eight of mine at mmj north jake competed too and he bloody nipped me he got that's, me i remember that i do remember that yeah, yeah. that's a I, I really like that because I do that because they raise a bit of money. They raise a bit of money for domestic violence, which is shabby we've got to do it these days, but we do. And also Convoy. And I always go and do that. It's not a paid gig. I do it because they're helping us. But I always find that really, really good watching people. It's good people. fun. Well, you know, it's, it's da- very daunting to get up there and in front of your peers who are, you know, some are Especially very... Especially when one of your mates gets you. <laughs> no, you would have paid someone. You paid the judge. Yeah. I know, I Jake. He's... Uh... <laughs> I was filthy after that, and I messaged him, and I was like, "Bloody hell!" Of all people to beat me, it was you. But Jake's amazing. He's a, he's a yeah, great bloke, good, great auctioneer. But I um, oh, I give props to them for for that event. I think it's and I love it. It's funny, like I met Cremie recently at a similar event at a property council trivia night, and and had a chat to him for the first time. And he's a funny human. Hey, oh, Cremie's got most a creative mind. Like yeah. I, I just sometimes I think. Where did that come yeah. up? Where did you get that from? Like, where did you pluck that? I mean, we're very, we work, we work well together. We're very different. You know, yeah. He's, he's very quiet. He just likes to sit down and have a beer and a hamburger. Yeah. And I do too. I like that too. And, but, and there's no ego about no, him. He's just, ru- he's just really down to earth and just, you know, he cruises along yeah. and, you know, he, he just, you know, said he likes his beer and he loves yeah. his sport. You know, he loves his UFC. He loves his dragons. He loves... Yeah. He's hawks. He, he likes all that, you yeah. know. And he's been there longer than me. He's been there, I think, 19 years. Him and I were only discussing it the other day. Marjo's there 20, celebrated 20 last year. Kramer's there, been there nearly 20, but I think this year be his 20th year. Yeah. So, yeah, stayed there once again, working for a good company. So yeah, amazing. And eventually, I hope, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm 55 this year. Not that you know, people are still doing radio at 80. Yeah. Like, it's not as if it's, you know, it's not a physical job. Just yeah. getting up at four o'clock every day, but got the coffees. Yeah, so I have one coffee. The, but when you walk in, I always feel good and energized, and I don't mind getting up early. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's another. He's a he's a great bloke. He's he's very creative. He's very good at what he does. Definitely. One question I've got before we finish oh, here off today we go. is um, not a stitch up or anything right. like that. But I'm 23 years of age now. I'm 24 this year, and. Um, I'd like to think I've got it figured out. And one thing I want to make, I definitely don't, but one thing I definitely want to make a habit of asking my guests, because I've got so many people coming on this from different walks yeah, of life, yeah, yeah, yeah. is if Marty was 23 again, is there something you wish you knew? Buying a house. <laughs> yeah. I always got drummed in and I didn't buy it till I don't know, 28, 29. Um, if something I knew, well, it's changed so much because everything you guys do I think patience is a big thing. Patience is something I have learnt a lot, particularly with some of the people that are around me over the last couple of years that have had massive and great success and they're very patient yeah. with doing things. And I think today you want everything now. Everything's, I've got to have it now. Well, no, not necessarily. Yeah. And I only said this to my kids recently. My kids said, what would you rather grow up now or when you grew up? And I said, oh, when I grew up. I said... 
I think we're mentally tougher. Yeah. You, you, you kids, so like, but you've got a lot more going on up there too because everything's so, yeah, everything's so, so accessible and we had to wait. So if yeah. I took a photo of you, you and I took a photo on that camera, we couldn't go and check it. Yeah. We'd, we'd have to wait four weeks for it to come into the yeah. little, because we have to put the film in for it to come in, you know. If you, if, if you wanted to um, um, go and see your best mate after school, you couldn't ring. You got on your push bike and rode 20 and minutes to their over, place, yeah. hoping he was, oh, no, um, he's, uh, Scotty's over there at uh, Craig's place. Oh, I'll have to go to Craig's place. So you'd get a lot of stuff out of your head. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things is, and I teach, trying to teach this in, not so much, in, in both my kids, is patience. It, it, it'll come, but just let it come. It's, yeah. it's have a dream, write everything down, what you want to do. And I've always yeah. said that. I always say to have a storyboard. Yeah. You know, like there was one particular vehicle that I wanted to buy. It took me 10 years, but yeah. I had a photo of it. And I knew yeah. that's one, and I've now got Something that car. Exactly. And I knew I wanted that car, and I wanted that car, that car will eventually come to me. Yeah. And because I love my cars, and I ended up getting it that car that I wanted. Always oh, just one of them. But I'm saying, if I was to say someone who's 23, it's patience. Yeah, and it's, I read an amazing thing once again. Gary V. The yeah. other day, he put a photo up, and it was, it was patience, and I had a full stop, and it basically said, the faster you want something, the more vulnerable you are. Yeah. And it's so true. And then but, when you get it, what do you do? Oh, you don't I, appreciate I, it. I got I, exactly. Where if you know you've got to work at it, you think, okay, I want to, in 10 years' time, I, I don't know, I want to live on land. So, yeah. okay, well, I've just got to work at that to eventually get that picture. Or And I think, I think for me looking at it, and, and I'm trying to correct it in myself, that there are things that I've really wanted in the past five years. And when you get there and you realise it's not exactly what it was cracked up to be, you realise that, the more superficial it is, the less satisfaction you get. And you're happy to be patient if the process is something that makes you happy. Of course. That's the most important yeah, thing. Getting I think. There. I think the journey should actually be like, we all say life is short and it is, but you shouldn't be wishing time away if you're actually happy within the process to, to getting what you want. So it's um i think your career is a great testament to oh, that and yeah and it's taken a long time it's yeah, patience i've just cruised along you know I've, I've, i could have probably gone back into sydney and done it up there but i enjoyed living here i loved being yeah. part of this community you know it's a beautiful it's, spot it's here, a great it? place to live my kids love it wife anyway, my wife loves it um but you say you know it's, it's you gotta just wait and I, I try and say that to my daughter it's just patience you know she's yeah. very eager very keen she's very driven I just keep saying to her, you know, it's just a, it's a patience game. It's patience just, is power, yeah. yeah. It is. It's so true, mate. And you look at those that have had great success, they've never done it overnight. No, definitely it's, not. And if they have done it overnight, they haven't lasted. Very yeah. rare, that, very rare that someone will last at that yeah. level. They've just worked, whether it's a band, whether it's an actor. I said to my daughter, uh, Jackie Weaver was a prime example. And I met her one day and Taylor was introduced and, you know, she... That stage, she was thought about acting, and I said um, that lady has taken fifty years to get to Hollywood. Yeah. Before she got a role in Hollywood, fifty years. Yeah. But I said, you know what? She never gave up. Yeah. She never gave up. She did what she loved, 100%. and just had that patience. And eventually, she did that movie with Robert De Niro, and then she got a, a, yeah for an Oscar. She missed out, but I said she never gave up. Yeah. But that's just now open. She probably looks back at it and goes, well, I've had a pretty, I've had a magnificent career. A hundred percent. But at the end of the day, you've got to please yourself. You know, you've got to make sure that you're happy with what you've done. Definitely. You know, and there's not everything you're going to do, you're going to be overly happy with, but you know, you look what you're doing. You're doing, you're doing this because you love doing it. Yeah. You love talking to people. Yeah, I get a kick out of it. And you do. The, you the morning I wake up and I know I'm shooting one of these, I'm pumped. And the more people you have, and I say to mine, you know, probably drag on a little bit about it, the more great people you have around you that are positive, yeah. the better you learn and just take little things out of them. Like you know, patience is one thing that I've really learned from one particular guy that's really close to me. I just watch him and go, wow. Like instead of jumping at something, he just sits back and, oh, no, it should be right. Yeah. Really? But you want that. It'll be right. And nine times out of ten, they get. They yeah. get it. It just, it comes. It might not come in 
next week it comes in six months time definitely is that just that cool just sit back and wait and watch yeah. it's good yeah. Unreal. but yeah you're doing mate, a good job mate i appreciate Great to, it so much thanks for having us thank along. you for coming on ladies and gentlemen marty haynes um if you're driving on the way to work in the morning and you're not listening to the podcast yeah what are you doing um tune into i 98 <laughs> fm as well and listen to these guys they're all good humans so appreciate you tuning in catch you at the next one